My name is Kenny Dial and I want to welcome you to the scuba diving channel. This channel is for anybody that is aquatically inclined or just aquatically curious. My next guest's name is Michael Chapman, but he goes by Chappie. He may look like a big tough guy, but he's one of the most laid back fun people I've ever met. He's a great personal friend. Big tough Chappies decided to sit down and have an interview with us and talk about a little bit of the stuff he sees on the sheriff's dive team. He does crazy things like swim under boats, looking for mines and things like that. But what he really does is he teaches independently. He loves taking people for the first time in the water and seeing those eyes light up and people get excited. Chappie also has an incredible ability to make diving fun. If you want to learn how to teach better or become an independent instructor successfully, this is your guy. Michael Chapman, you have created an independent instruction a nonprofit called Sea King Scuba. You not only teach lessons, but you also help uh, wounded veterans, uh, anyone who's who's publicly served, or really anyone for that matter, if I, if I understand correctly, particularly people that have been wounded or have additional challenges. You got scuba certified uh, at what age? Uh, 13. I think that was as early as you could do it back then. Look at all the, uh, the little uh, product magazines of all the cool stuff that was coming out. And I'd take them all home and I'd just sit there and look at them. So finally, my mom got me certified as a Christmas present one year when I was like 13, 12 or 13. So why did you want to become a scuba instructor? Just that natural progression of you start off and you're getting your specialty license, you know, certifications along the way. Now you want to start teaching those skills and and moving on up into the professional side of diving. If it's something that you're passionate about, I think that also helps make you a better instructor anyways, because people can sense and feel that, that passion and enthusiasm for whatever you're trying to teach. But you've, everyone's had that instructor, like that Bueller, Bueller, and you're like, oh my gosh, death by PowerPoint type stuff versus someone that's actually passionate about it. You then become enthused about whatever topic that person is teaching. Give me an example of that. You said death by PowerPoint and people that are just, you know, they're, they're kind of too hard on students. You don't believe in that, that negativity. You don't believe in boring them, putting them to sleep. What do you do that's different? I truly think that people learn the best when they're having fun. So if you can make whatever you're doing fun and you're going to retain much more, uh, you're going to have fun while you're doing it. And you're going to want to continue to do it because you did enjoy your time with whatever your topic you were learning. There's not a lot of wiggle room when it comes to what you have to teach. You have to teach these certain things, but being a, a fun, happy person, enthused and passionate about what you're doing, and that comes through to your students. And if you're having fun, then your students are gonna be having fun too, rather than, you've ever, everyone's seen those stone-faced dive instructors that are just like, build your gear, let's do this, let's do that. Let's get in the water. And you like, you look at the poor students and they're just, ants marching along just doing not having fun man versus when you got the instructor that's jumping up on top of the table and acting silly and crazy like those people that whole dive group is having fun a lot of people get so hung up on the safety side of things and focusing on these negative things about the dive industry you got to approach them and you got to talk about those things so people understand what risks there are but you don't have to just sit there and hammer on those on those couple things. Everyone wants to have the fun and talk about the fun things you see underwater and the cool things that you get to do. Not like make sure you're going up 30 feet per minute and do da, 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 da. Of course, we got to talk about it. But when instructors are just like harping on it, I think that's 
that that's that difference. And can you give me an example of, of how you focus on the positive if someone messed up? I always try to give a praise first. Like, hey man, good job on doing this. Next time we go down though, let's fix this one thing that you, you didn't quite do right. But good job on all these other things. Like, hey, rock on, man. That was awesome. But let's try to fix this one thing. Along the way, you, you, you know, we all get better. The reality is we get better by screwing up. <laughs> is there a particular screw up that you really learned a lot from that you'd like to warn someone else about out there? If you're gonna take it upon yourself to get the gear for people like that concierge type diving where, hey man, I got, I'm bring all your gear for you and whatnot, you better actually bring all their gear. Always have like a save a dive kit, a save a dive bag, not just for, for little problems, O-rings and things like that, but have a whole set of extra gear. If you can over-prepare in the beginning, it might take a little more work and a little more hassle. It comes through in the clutch when something does go wrong. And inevitably, something's going to happen during that that class. Nothing like bad, but always right. gear or something. And bring yourself a towel <laughs> and a change of clothes. I always get so focused on getting everybody else's gear and getting everything that I need, that I always forget to bring a towel for myself. So yeah. I go home wet and cold. <laughs> Was there something you tried that was an experiment that you didn't think would work and it did kind of surprised you traditionally like the students would go to the shop get their gear and they'd have it throughout the week uh but just that extra little bit of customer service and bringing the gear for the people makes you as an instructor or as a company look that much better and how much time do you spend before the class getting all that gear ready and checking days. it all days days just for class of what, four, five, six people? Yeah. Would you say the majority of students out there, they just don't see what work goes into them? Oh, for sure. And that goes across the dive profession in general. The customers don't see the behind the, the curtain, lugging tanks, filling tanks, washing gear, hanging gear up, pulling new gear out. You yeah. Just, just the amount of work yeah. that goes into, yeah, when you're paying for a private class, in my opinion, I, like that's part of that customer service. If you're paying good money, then I'm gonna go above and beyond for my customer. Uh, is there something specific that you've learned over time that maybe a new person you can say, hey, you can go ahead and give them that wisdom right now and they can start off with it. Take the time prior to the actual class to get your paperwork done. So don't just have them show up and like jump right into, you know, diving do it hands-on with those people rather than just watching a video on how to do it because when they get there you're like they're all discombobulated they don't know what the heck they're doing so if you take a little bit of time beforehand once you're at the dive site it'll run so much smoother you mentioned you don't have a dive shop i assume you have relationships with local dive shops yeah you got to have build a relationship with one if not multiple shops as an independent instructor because you don't have all that equipment all those little things that you don't have as an independent person in a good relationship with a shop is there another benefit besides just the obvious equipment some shops uh when you send in people like they'll give you a little bit of like commish like hey man thanks for sending me here's uh 10 of the sale or something like that uh, so you can make a little bit of money doing that as well build a relationship with the shop uh, one that you have a good relationship with the employees and the owners one that sells good gear that you like and that you're familiar with and that can service it for you and, and do all this stuff because you're going to be kind of with them for years on years to come. Do you feel like um, you teaching independently 
hurts them or helps them. And I'm sending them to the shop to buy their mask and fins and snorkels. And they're going to that shop to do any future dive trips and things like that. Do you think an independent instructor brings a better value than maybe a dive shop? You know, a dive shop, man, it's, hey, show up next week for dive class or don't. If you don't mind showing up on Tuesday with a bunch of random people, then cool. Like go pay 400 bucks for your dive class. But if you want a one-on-one -on -one or you and your partner, spouse, friend, whatever, then you're paying for a private class at, you know, a thousand bucks per person. I think you get more value out of that. Uh, but it's what you want, you know. Do you think your odds of continuing diving and finding a, a dive community in a larger standard class, do, do you think the odds are just as good? I, I don't think so. And the, from what I've personally seen throughout the years is those big giant classes, while everyone still has fun, it's not as, you know, personable to each of the, you know, to those people. Uh, you know, my, my attention and my time is divided amongst those too many people versus I can focus more attention on you guys, give you more instruction, better instruction, more quality instruction, you know, try to make it more fun versus, you know, them big classes or when you get big groups, you're just trying to keep the chaos from unraveling. <laughs> yeah. I, I've heard a few people say now that it sounds like the independent instructor that charges what their time is worth ends up making almost all of their students lifetime divers and a lifetime yeah. diver that is comfortable and ready to go on that next adventure and maybe ready to get outfitted with their equipment is probably the best hand packaged gift a dive shop for sure could ever have if you still own your shop and you had 10 uh you know chappies running around as independent instructors <laughs> not for you specifically but kind of for you like we're out there doing all these classes they're doing continuing education whether it's through their independent instructor or coming to a shop now to to do advanced class and, and some of these buying their gear signing up for dive trips that they see on the wall what could dive shops do differently right now to help the independent instructor a reward system for them like if they refer their students give them a, a small percentage of the sales like you know the markup on dive gear and equipment so to throw a dive instructor or the independent instructor like 10 percent of a sale like it puts a couple extra hundred bucks in his pocket it motivates him to continue to send people to your shop by him being motivated to send people to your shop that means more people are coming to your shop making more sales some type of incentive whether it's through commissions of sales free air or tanks or or just gear rentals in general like hey man come grab whatever you need how do you keep it fun and what do you still look forward to doing you gotta change up the locations man but damn so, when you go there over and over and over again like it gets boring for you so if you have the ability to change up that reinvigorates the instructor to to keep enjoying what he's doing when you're just teaching basic open water classes like you become stupid like, you know, what's the turnaround for dive professionals? Like two or three years. Two to three years is, something is like that. typical burnout. Like it's because they're not out learning new stuff. Do you have something long-term you're looking forward to? Our retirement set up for a 25 year, but if I can get out at 20, which is just five years away, I'm out. So trying to build up my business in that, that time where I can just seamlessly step away from the sheriff's office right into this and just do this full time for the rest of my days. You're excited. You teach at a pace where you can keep it fun for the most part. Mm -hmm. You keep changing it up. Um, you keep learning new things. And you're excited in 5, 10, 15 years to do this for retirement. So you're yeah. still excited to do it. 
And you're looking forward to that next dive. Heck yeah. I'm looking forward to retiring. <laughs> Not reti- to work by, for the sheriff's office no more. By retiring, you mean just teaching all the time. Yeah. Yeah. So that is retirement. Yeah. Okay. Well, there you have it. That's how you keep it fun. Chappie, yeah. thanks for coming on. Yeah, dude. And uh, have fun on your next trip. I know you will. I hope you've loved this conversation with Chappie from the Sheriff's Dive Team and Sea King Scuba with The Hero Project. To hear the full-length, uncensored interview, visit SweetwaterScuba.com. One of the biggest ways you can support this show is to leave a rating in Apple Podcasts. Not a review, because let's be honest, it takes too long to think of something to type. But just go to the show in Apple Podcasts and tap the number of stars you think the show deserves. It'll take you less than seven seconds, and I promise it helps us a ton. To watch these conversations on video, head over to YouTube and subscribe to the Scuba Diving channel. And finally, make sure to follow our companion series, Down to 60, where we share action-packed, really fun, one-minute videos that break down dive sites and dive skills. Just search Down to 60 on YouTube, Instagram, or wherever the heck you're hanging out on the internet. Oh,